3: <laughs> it's a good thing we spent our whole fucking summer on that bullshit. Hey there, Knicks fans. How you doing? I'm fucking great. <laughs> it's your boy the Macri with an emergency live stream coming at you from... Uh, the bowels of where I've been writing about something that will never happen for the last two months, and uh, here we are. Uh, before we we talk about the news of there's actually two pieces of news. Um, <laughs> boy, the timing. Uh, Donovan Mitchell traded to Cleveland. We'll get into what he was traded for in a bit. He, it's a haul, a haul and a half. And uh, R.J. Barrett officially announced the extension is announced. But first and foremost, Jeremy Cohen. Hello, sir. Hey, John. <laughs>
4: Quite the, uh quite the notification that we got. I was just sitting there doing some work for my job. No longer. Now we're here. And uh, I, I'm just happy it's resolved. I'm sure a lot of people are. We'll get into more of it. But just uh, Labor Day weekend, folks, you can do whatever Go- you want. You don't have to sit by the phone thinking, hey, is Don Mitchell going to be traded today? No, it's already happened. It's behind us
3: now. I'm starting my Labor Day weekend now, as you can see. Cheers. Andrew Claudio, you going to say hi? I guess
4: not.
2: No, I'm here. I'm here. Hi, everybody. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, it's a mix of emotions right now. Thank you for the summer content. Donovan <laughs> Mitchell, Leon Rose, Danny Ainge. Um, I, I, I'm I, very curious where today goes. I can't well, help but have the initial thought of, of Andy Dufresne finally getting through all of the muck and the shit in the pipe and just putting my hands up in the rain that it's over. It's over the (laughs) summer of Donovan Mitchell is over.
3: So let me start off. um, I have a lot of thoughts. I'm going to try to not get them out all at once because we want to have a coherent show. Um, About two months ago, I think now almost two months ago when the Mitchell news dropped that uh, he was he was on the the table. And, and then I think it might have been the afternoon or the day after the afternoon that the news dropped that the Knicks were in talks. I wrote a long newsletter basically saying, analyzing whether they should be all in or not all in, whether they should be in on Donovan Mitchell at what we had to know the cost was going to be. And sure enough, here we are sitting ne- nearly two months later. And the cost is exactly what we thought it would be, just not from the Knicks. And the conclusion that I reached that day in my initial analysis, thinking about it really after a little bit, was you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. And in the NBA, the way it works right now with the way trade, what it costs to trade for players of this caliber and with the death of free agency, if you do not draft a no doubt about it star player you're kind of screwed because it's almost impossible to accumulate enough assets to trade for two of them. Um, but then again, if you're in the Knicks situation and you're a pretty good team and you want to go from a being a pretty good team or a decent team to being a better than that team, um, what's step one? Well, step one seemed to be Donovan Mitchell. And we thought, I think for most of the summer, because of all the reporting that came out, that there were no other serious suitors. Nobody could really get in in contention my Donovan Mitchell just tweeted two red exclamation points um, after Darius Garland tweeted 10 and spider. So I guess Donovan Mitchell's pretty happy about this today. Um, I, I, I guess, oh yeah, let, let me finish my point and then I'll turn it over to Jeremy. Um, when Cleveland's name dropped and Bagley, A.M. Bagley, to his credit, who was all over everything this entire summer. He was the first one that had Cleveland's interest, I believe. Maybe it was mentioned in passing, but the way he wrote an article, I think it was two weeks ago, was like, "Oh, Cleveland's, Cleveland's in it." Like the, he made it very clear. And I wrote, I think that that next day, I was like, "Man, Cleveland could make a real offer. They have enough to make a real offer. They can put three unprotected picks, and God knows Danny Ainge knows the history of the league, and um, uh, three unprotected firsts from a team owned by Dan Gilbert." Well. Those might come in handy at some point, uh, even with what is it, it, without question an exemplary young nucleus. And then a few days later, Ian reported Kives are out. And I believe he followed that report up today, a few minutes ago, with basically saying Cleveland was out. But after the Nixon, you know, Jazz reached an impasse, they went back in and give them credit. Give them credit for putting, li- I mean, they put literally everything they could on the table outside of their big three, which they were never going to trade, but like, this is a real, this is a real offer. And, you know, they took the risk that this guy is going to be a free agent in three years. And they think that what they can do in that time frame in the intervening time, it will make it worth it. Whether it's to convince him to stay or just what they could win, maybe probably not next year, but maybe the year after that or the year after that. And they got a guy in Evan Mobley, who is talented and special enough to perhaps give them the the validity to think that way and it not be crazy. And that gave them the luxury to make this trade. It gave them the luxury to do something that the Knicks did not have the luxury to do because where the Knicks are and who the Knicks don't have in terms of no doubt about it, can't miss top 20, 25 trade value ranking type guys on their roster. Am I disappointed? Absolutely. Um, I'll just share one little snippet of news, which, um, and then I'll turn over to Jeremy. I was, I got a couple different things today, you know, from different people saying for unprotecteds, and I couldn't figure out whether the Knicks were offering four unprotecteds or whether the ask now with RJ Barrett off the table was for unprotecteds. And I now can. I feel confident in sitting here and saying the final ask for the Jazz, their final like drop, you know, drop dead whatever, like do it or. You're not getting Oliver Mitchell was they wanted foreign protecteds and grimes um, and Leon was not willing to do it, and you know what? I kind of get that because when you look at the players that the jazz that the jazz got in this trade, you could make arguments about different wins of them, who they could be flipped for, can market him be flipped? can Sexton be flipped now that he's on a, a nice contract decent contract? We'll see what that turns out you know the rookie obaji he's you know nice player um. It's a good, it's a real offer. Should the Knicks have traded four unprotected picks and Quentin Grimes for, for Donovan Mitchell? I wanted Donovan Mitchell more than anyone, and I don't even think they should have traded that. Um, you know, it'll probably come down to RJ when we analyze this trade one, two, three, four, five years down the road, but before we do any of that, Mr. Cohen, your thoughts? Well, first and foremost, uh, shout out to
4: Danny Ainge. He, he knew what he wanted. He got, got what he it. wanted. Kudos. I just want to say the, the haul that the Jazz got. If Good. you're not familiar. Uh, so it was Donovan Mitchell going to... He's going to Cleveland for uh, Colin Sexton via sign and trade. Larry Markkinen. Um, okay. Agbaji. Agbaji. Uh, three unprotected firsts, and those are in 2025, 2027,
3: and 2029. And then, and the Cavs could not trade any picks before that because they owe a protected pick to the Pacers from the LeVert deal. But the difference between their protected pick and the protected picks that have uh, Washington as outstanding and the Hornets have outstanding, who are also rumored to want to get in on this, is those protections go out for several years. If the Cavs do not convey their 2023 pick, which they probably will now, um, that would have converted into two seconds. So they had the ability to put three and protect the firsts in the deal, unlike everybody else that was ever apparently seriously involved in these trades we've seen.
4: Yes. And Colin Sexton was a free agent, restricted free agent. He'd been holding out, he didn't like the offer that the Cavs had. And he had to agree to make this trade go through math wise. So with that being said, you know, when we first talked about Donovan Mitchell, we did a Donovan Mitchell cap or no cap when the season was still going on, but the Knicks had the offseason. And my general feeling was, this is a really good player, great offensive player. The timing's not right. He's someone you could maybe target in 2023. What happens is that these guys, when they have three years of team control when they're stars, they don't get on the market. It's just, it's not likely to happen. They don't force their way out. Nope. And then sure enough, the Jazz go in a completely different direction, which was, well, we're going to trade Rudy Gobert, but instead of, pairing win now talent with Donovan Mitchell, we're going to flip Donovan Mitchell, which is a very different situation than Donovan Mitchell saying, Hey, I I don't care how many years I've left. Get me out of here. And the Knicks signed Brunson. And at the time I felt, no, I don't want Donovan Mitchell. It's a very small backcourt. I, I feel like I'm confident just seeing what this team is. You don't have to go all in. It's fine. And then as time went on, I felt increasingly more comfortable just based on the fact that yes, star talent is hard to find. You do have someone who wants to be in New York. It makes a lot of sense how you could build around it. Sure. But I could never, ever get to a point where three unprotected first round picks was a place I was comfortable with. And the reason for that is because it was always, what's the player after Donovan Mitchell? What's the star? Once you get Donovan Mitchell in building, how do you build from there? And the whole premise was, well, you then can't really do anything until 2025 and that's a long time from now. It's not that nothing could happen, but it's just, it's a can while.
3: You, can you explain why we, I think we did it last night, uh, but I'll, yes. give, I'll, I'll leave the floor to you as to why trading for Donovan Mitchell would not, would not have allowed the Knicks to trade for not, they could have traded for some people, but we'll take it away.
4: Yeah. So for example, if Donovan Mitchell were acquired uh, by the Knicks, he would have, he's on the designated rookie max and the rule is that you can't acquire, you can't trade for two of those players, right? Like the Nets, for example, they traded for Ben Simmons. They couldn't also trade for Donovan Mitchell. I'd actually said in our last podcast that uh, Brandon Ingram was an example. He's not. He's, he's, he's not, not a designated uh, max player, veteran max, a rookie max contract. That's that's not who he is because he signed. He didn't sign an extension. He signed in free agency and extended from there. So. Basically, if you're the Knicks, Donovan Mitchell's contract doesn't end until 2025, which means you can't get a player on their—I want to say on their second contract, because again, you could trade hypothetically for an Ingram type, but for someone like Donovan Mitchell, like uh, Shea Gilgis Alexander, like Ben Simmons, like those types of contracts. And so, well,
3: I, I essentially, can just say I can say limited. all the names now. Really, I haven't been funny because I was working on sure. an article on this, which will now change a little bit. Um, here are the players who the The Knicks would not be able to trade for at least in the next three years. Zion Williamson, John ja Moran. And again, some of these don't apply if they would have gotten Mitchell, but just, I'm going to read them all. Zion, Ja, Darius Garland, Luka Doncic, Trey Young, SGA, Michael Porter Jr., Jason Tatum, Bam at a buyout, the Fox, Ben Simmons, and um, Jamal Murray. And then for the next two years, it would have been Carl Anthony Towns and Devin Booker. And then right. after two years, you could have traded for them because they would be off of their, uh, rookie mask extensions. And then in one year, Joel Embiid will be off of his. As well.
4: Exactly. So it's not that it's impossible. It's just it's tougher to do. And I think that's why I felt if the package were comfortable enough where the Knicks could trade from a point of depth, I was fine with it. But then when you start getting into the unprotected part, not even because I viewed Donovan Mitchell as a flight risk, if he were in New York, I mean, nothing, you never know what happens, but more just based on the fact of if it's about getting the guy after Donovan Mitchell, we shouldn't be focusing quite as much about Donovan Mitchell. It's important. That's what a lot of the protected picks are for. That's fine. Um, but in terms of just the Donovan Mitchell scope, I would have loved to have had him here. That would have been great, but it wasn't worth what it was to Cleveland. You know, you look at a lot of these other teams that give up that type of haul. It's like the Bucks getting Drew Holiday. They viewed him as a final piece. Uh, it's the Hawks getting DeJounte Murray. I don't know if they view him as a final piece. Not really, but if the but sort of thing where, but they have, a, they have who's someone better who is a player than Donovan Mitchell. <laughs> exactly. Yes, they have someone who's better. Um, like We've seen Anthony Davis. The Lakers gave up, almost everything in order to get him because they knew we have LeBron James who get Anthony Davis. The Knicks don't have a LeBron James. They don't have a Giannis Antetokounmpo. They don't even have a Trey Young. So the whole thing is that, as you're saying, John, I agree, a lot of times is you have to find that talent through the draft. And if you can't do that, then you need to find a way where maybe they're towards the end of their contracts, whether it's a sign and trade or a free agency signing. Obviously, free agent. Again, I don't want to say it's dead, but it's very much dormant for the next few years. Uh, I mean, it is. It is. It's
3: dormant. It's not dead. Well, There's uh, still stars, but but even still. Um, 2024, we- now that they haven't traded for Mitchell, becomes more interesting in my eyes. I know everybody's focused on 2025, as they should be. But... Uh, we'll talk about that. But that's why I'm day. saying it's
4: dormant, not dead until they yeah. sign these, you know, that, that sort of thing. So there are ways for the Knicks to go about it. And the thing that I was very eager to see this past offseason was, all right, after the draft where the Knicks essentially traded the 11th overall pick for three future first round picks and found a way to create cap space to get Jalen Brunson, what I really wanted most was the opportunity to build through the draft. Use those picks to trade up. Trusting the development and the scouting that you have in order to find young talent that you can then use in a trade like this, although for a player who's probably better than Donovan Mitchell, um, or you just bet on their growth. You bet on their development. And I'm not saying that's changed. It's more just that... It's a tougher path because when we look at the free agents, the the players on the market, there's always going to be a star who's on the horizon. Just depends on whether they're the right. Hold on. Let me finish. There's always a player who's on the market, but they have to be the right fit in order what the Knicks want. Donovan Mitchell fit not just because he wanted to be here. And let's face it, we we know he wanted to be here, but because he fit the archetype of a guard who drives, who can pull up, who can shoot. Off the, off the uh, dribble, I mean, pulling up essentially, uh, catch and shoot. He can do a lot. He's he developed into a really nice playmaker. There's stuff to work with with him. And you could see him getting an extra gear as well based on where other stars are. And again, things can always change. The market for that isn't really as fluid as we would have seen it right now with Don. So it'll be fascinating to see where the Knicks go from here. And I, I mentioned this on a recent podcast. And we can talk about this more, or we don't have to. There is a way for the Knicks to still consolidate the roster a little bit for them to
3: walk away from this, still feeling pretty good. Oh, they're they're, not—they're not done. I would—they're not done. I I could uh, sit here and—well, let me rephrase that. I could sit here and and report. I very rarely use that word. I will report right now. They are very hopeful that they're not done. We'll see what comes of it. And there's a team out west
4: that has a player. That does not currently have a role, that's looking for a new place to be. And I'm not saying he will see a minute on the court if he were to be in New York, but I'm just saying the Knicks if have he does the, the, this salary. Let me let me get this bottle to, will have, be gone. That's fair. Fine. But the Knicks have the salary and the pieces that LA would want. Yeah. And they would be this is this is why they did their exploration in terms of why are we looking into a player like Russell Westbrook? It's evaluating all of their options. The question, of course, is. With the market drying up in other areas and the Lakers needing to do something, are they willing to do more? Are they willing to push a second first-round pick onto the table for what they can get? We'll see how desperate they are. But again, I, I'm I'm disappointed, obviously, that Donovan Mitchell is not a member of the Knicks. But if it was never going to be on the Knicks' terms, especially with the three unprotected picks, I, you walk away. You, you just it's. You have to focus on the long term. And I know there are fans who are saying, like, well, I wanted Donovan Mitchell. How long are we going to wait for this? What the hell? I hear you. I understand that. I completely get it. And yet at the same time, we don't have to take that big next step. We don't have to get there right now. We don't have to force the issue. We can, we can take a little bit more time and gradually get into it. And I, you know, the rebuttal would then be, well, I've been waiting X many years to see a good team. Yeah. That's we we all have. I I hear you. I get it. But That's it doesn't mean that argument, it has though. to be this guy at this time in order for things to go in the right way.
3: The, the, very, first of all, that was extraordinarily well said. All, all, from, from top you. to bottom. It's not about being impatient. I wrote a piece a week ago in which I went through literally every under 25 um, three-time All-Star, like you, three All-Star teams before the age of 26 trade in NBA history half of them have occurred in the last 12 years. And if you go and you adjust the rules a little bit more and you count players who were uh, entering their age 27 season by the time they made their, or by the time they got traded and had made three all-star teams already, it gets up to nine and you could, and that wasn't even including the Deron Williams trade, which I think with the mellow trade really kicked off this era of player movement. All things told, you look at it on average, one of these guys gets moved again, 25 or under, or entering age 26 season, however you want to put it, has made multiple all-star teams. One of these guys gets moved about every year to year and a half. This is the way things are. That's a pro-Knicks point here. If indeed, as I heard, and we'll see what else comes out, um, that once RJ was off the table, it would have taken four unprotected picks and Quentin Grimes to get Don, to get Mitchell in house. That's a pro-Knicks point. because. I wouldn't want to do that. Um, I know you wouldn't want to do that. And I don't think most Knicks fans would want to do that. So that's, that's positive. And like, I think the fact that the Knicks, and this is the thing that could go both ways, the fact that the Knicks like went into this with a process in mind where they're like, this is how we're going to go about doing this. This is how far we're willing to go. And this is how far we're not willing to go. And they stuck to that. And it's talk about something we don't even think about much anymore because his name doesn't get mentioned as often because for good reasons. Dolan didn't get involved. You know, Um, or if he did, I mean, we we certainly don't know. And I I don't think if I mean, maybe he was checking in, but it's not like he said, Leon, do whatever it takes to get it done. I think that's a positive for the Knicks. There's, There's a lot of positives for the Knicks here. On the negative side, I thought Benji put it best. Um, he wrote, "You could do everything right for the next five years and still not end up with a player of this caliber." And that's not Benji being down on RJ Barrett or down on Leon Rose or down on J- you know Jalen Brunson. That's Benji just speaking it like it is, yeah. because there's a lot of teams who could do everything right for the next five years and not end up with a player um, as good offensively as Donovan Mitchell. That's one thing, and then the second thing, and this isn't a negative. But it is, and we've kind of said it already, it is what this trade will come down to. This is the last thing I'm going to say. They bet on RJ. You know, I mean, what I, when I wrote, when I dared dip my toe in the, should we consider our trading RJ Barrett waters? Uh, 10 or 11 very long days ago, it seems. My point was the reason i started to think about writing that piece in addition to what i'd heard about what they were potentially where they were potentially willing to go with rj and two unprotected first is well if we constantly talk about well even if they get mitchell they still need to trade for another star well rj's rj's here and if if you're at least if you're not at least wondering like oh can he be that second star then it's more of a conversation. Now, there are a lot of people who think, not only could he be the second star, there are people out there who believe he might be the first, the number one star. There are people that are that high on RJ Barrett. And you know what? He works hard enough. And I think he has the right demeanor to the point where I am not pulling anything past him. And yet, and yet the fact remains, they could have, I'm I'm convinced, I can't say this for sure, but I'm, I'm convinced, they could have included RJ in this deal gone to three unprotecteds, maybe a protected, maybe a swap, maybe not, no other young players. I think that gets it done. And in that scenario, they would have all of their young players remaining. They would have one unprotected pick left. They would probably have at the very least a couple swaps. And that that last pick they would have left, I would guess, would have been a 29. They decided not to go that route. Because they feel like keeping RJ here on this contract and allowing him to continue to grow with the franchise, that is their better chance of having success than trading him and those picks for Donovan Mitchell. We'll we'll see if they bet right. We will. Yeah. Again, I
4: I don't feel good, but I really don't feel bad. Like I, I just, I guess that's kind of the best way I'd articulate it. It would have been nice. It would have been a luxury, but. Imagine we're sitting here talking about, well, it's twenty, twenty five, and this team this team needs to make upgrades. It's like, well, they have like maybe two first round picks that they can actually probably closer to one based on how the years shake out. It's rough. You have to depend a lot on the assets you're accumulating to be the talent you've already developed and or drafted. Like you basically have to hope someone like Obi Toppin or Quentin Grimes or Emmanuel Quickly, three players who, by the way, were also the Knicks are betting on their upside by not including them in a potential deal. Doing so well that they overshadow any risk of, hey, we don't really have first round picks to offer because they're in Utah. And that's a tall task. Even if you believe in these three guys, and I do, it's really tough for them to be at a point where they surpass that of an unprotected first round pick because picks can be anything. Players are players. And what I mean by that is You could draft any player. You could trade the pick for it. You can move up. You can move around. You can move out. The the mystery box of the pick is tantalizing. And players, unless they're really good, and they can be good, it's just not as enticing. It it can be positive for sure, but there's just oftentimes unprotected picks are are treated like gold. That's why Danny Ainge was so adamant about getting three unprotected picks. And I'm sure he'll get more when he flips Colin Sexton because... Let's face it. There will come a time where he doesn't want Colin Sexton. He doesn't need Colin Sexton. If anything, we oh, yeah. would hope that Colin Sexton is going to soak up uh, an insane amount of usage. And he'll probably oh, going to
0: average 12. 30 points a game. And then
4: Danny Angel will, will probably net another first. And that's yeah. good for him. Like that, yeah. that's it, That is his prerogative. It's just a matter of, was that something the Knicks are willing to do? Were they willing to, if you switch places and do the same offer, would they have been willing to do it? Not same offer, obviously, but same caliber offer in terms of value. And they they clearly weren't because they took RJ Barrett off the table. And I was fine with that. And I still am.
3: On that point, I also feel pretty comfortable sitting here and saying, and and I I don't even have to say I'm reporting this, but like just using common sense, if the Knicks were willing to put on... Well, actually, if the picks were in 23, 25, and 27, and the Knicks put in Obi, quickly and Grimes, probably still need to include a swap. Maybe. I guess we'll never know. I guess we'll never. I'm just. I'm. I'm obviously wondering aloud yeah, if that would have gotten fine. the trade done, and it's a. It's a what if. Uh, it's a what if. Okay, uh, Andrew, uh, where are we at? Uh, we're here. We
2: here, John. We here, um, we, I almost wore that shirt. I put this one on instead. Well done. Um, before we get to the super chat, two thoughts. Um, I want to just back up what Jeremy said. It's not so much that I'm not disappointed that Donovan Mitchell's not a Nick because. Look, first of all, it just completely self-absorbed and how I would have taken this. It has been really cool as a Mets fan to have the best player on the Knicks rooting for the Knicks throughout rooting for the Mets throughout the playoffs, um, as well as like for the rest of his contract. There's just an interest I have there. I would have loved to watch him be on the Knicks this season, but as bad as I feel, I don't as good as I feel. I don't whatever Jeremy just said, I don't feel bad, but it's like, I don't feel good. I don't feel good about, but I don't feel bad. That's what Jeremy just said. Um, There was always going to be some talking uh, ourselves into this working, at least for the initial part, you know, with how good the East is. And that's the other point. I think the Cavs are going to be really good with Donovan Mitchell and Darius Garland and Evan Mobley. Didn't we also conclude that the Cavs now can't extend uh Evan Mobley to a rookie max that they can't have three ple- three guys on the roster like that so what's no, the plan it, for them now They just have to take him into restricted free agency it Means so they, they can't, can't extend, him a year. extend him They can't early extend him I I think they'll be good enough so that it won't matter but I I'm now curious what the Cavs ceiling is, um, and then yeah, if you'd like, we can we can dive into some super chats uh, going forward. I'll
3: just the last thing and I want to get it out there now because I don't want to. This is the only time I'm going to say this because I don't I don't want to mention Donovan Mitchell's name in post games this year. I just don't want to do it. This team is as of right now. There's a very there's a there's a real very real chance they do not make the play in. Forget the playoffs. There's a very real chance that they don't make the play in. What is it? I, what chance? Yeah. Who passed? I don't. It? I don't know what the odds are, but I they're higher than like ten or twenty percent. I know that. Are you saying there's no world in which they could? That's be not worse there's no it? world,
2: but you said very real.
3: That's not ten twenty percent. That's you're giving me ninety to eighty percent chance that they will. Oh no, I think okay. So I think there's. I don't know. Is there a thirty percent chance they don't make the play in? Is there a forty percent chance they don't make the play in?
4: I go back to they won 37 games and we all hated okay. last year and right. they got better. Uh, I'm not I, saying they're I, a for the plan. I, I, would, I wouldn't sit so, and say that, but okay. I feel it's much a conversation, better. right? Of course, it's a conversation. They okay. don't have a game changing player. That, they did not get Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, they're, they are in that range okay. of playing or just missing it. But I think and, they'll and, make it.
3: And this team is ranked 23rd and 24th in offense, respectively, in the last two years. Uh, that will That number will go up and the defense i think will stay the same so i think there is a path for them to be a top 15 16 net rating team which would put them 7th 8th ninth in the east and they should make it i think they will make it and i think they i think they should i think they should and i think they will but like there my point is there's going to be a lot of nights where we're going to watch Knicks basketball and be like man this is this might be a, this is a bit of a slog tonight this this ain't looking so pretty and that's just that is a that is a necessary reality of what just took place. That is a that is a byproduct. Because if you have a guy like Donovan Mitchell, who has been on the team with the highest offensive, or at the very least, his on-court offensive rating the last two years has been higher than any team in basketball. I think it actually might be going back three years. Um, that's not as much of a problem. And now we don't have him. And that's just a reality that we're all going to have to deal with. And I just, there's going to be a lot of energy today and tomorrow and moving forward about, oh, good for the Knicks. They picked RJ, this and that, yada, yada, yada. I'm here for all of it. Just keep that same energy when they have 79 points uh, with 10 minutes to go in some fucking game against the Magic uh, in two or three months from now. And it's like, why is this team having such trouble scoring?
4: All right, well, doom and gloom aside, you could do the flip version It's not version doom and gloom. That. It's just a well, reality. But it's, it's not that's necessarily reality. That's why they reality. wanted Donovan Mitchell. wasn't his defense. It's they wanted Donovan Mitchell because he came available. They were not. Pl- <laughs> we know now they were not planning on getting Donovan Mitchell when they conducted their free agency. And then Rudy Gobert was traded and they decided to shift gears because they realized, hey, okay. when a player this good is available and if I, the price is working out, we should go get him. And the price didn't work out and they didn't push it. And that's the point. And when I you just look at the team sh- and you see that they're better then. it, To me, that's okay. Great. We're seeing tangible growth. I get what you're saying. You're saying that, well, you don't have Donovan Mitchell. If you're losing games, like that's what happens. Well, that's fine. What happens if the Knicks are just like, they get Donovan Mitchell and they're a seventh or sixth seed and that's great. And then they don't really grow that much. And then we're wondering, well, how do they take that next step that was so important with getting Donovan Mitchell? And then they're hamstrung because the lack of picks that they have. And then maybe other players aren't quite as incentivized because the Knicks are stalling because they made that move a couple of years back where they're not doing things like I hear exactly. Jeremy, what you're saying. I, ag- I, get, I know you agree. I, I know you do. But I'm saying that it's I don't even see it as growing pains. I just see it as a team
3: that's simply getting better and, and improving on last year. My, I phrased it poorly and that's that's on me. My bad. My My point is, let's all remember. I'm not saying you guys. No, I collectively know. as Nick fans to keep the, Hey, we have a responsible front office who is thinking long-term and thinking big picture. And that's what we have wanted for 20 fucking years. We have it now. We gotcha. should be happy about it. Even if you were desperate for Donovan Mitchell, be happy about it. And like, let's remember that when the going gets tough. And I just want to remind people the going might get a little tough. That's all I want to understand. We, we, got- we, we
2: brought an energy to John that I, I think was, The hostile energy he's expecting later in the year. No, I'm trying to add levity. Don't worry, John. I'm the (laughs) energy. You passed the test. Congratulations. Later in the year will be fun now. Exactly. You can do it. When they're saying we should have traded for Donovan Mitchell, you're telling us now we shouldn't be saying that because there is pivot points. I the words I hate to say, if they are in that 10% chance that you just laid out, not in the playing. They have their pick <laughs> this yeah, year. Bad- <laughs> yeah, <there you laughs> like know. they are able to gamble on that. I'm sure it's going to come up in the super chats and we'll get to it, well, but there
0: won't be Leon Rose making that pick, but, but I digress.
2: Okay. Maybe I got
4: to oh, follow oh, up. No, no, no. Okay. No, no. Hold, Hold on. on. Yeah. yeah. We, we got to back up. You think if
2: they don't make the play on play in this year, Leon Rose gets fired. Do I think there's a chance? Yeah, I think there's
3: a chance. Then why didn't Dolan step in? What? Cause because he trusts Leon. Okay. And Leon has told him, I'm sure I would guess, I I would guess, I'm not sure of anything. I would guess Leon has told him throughout this whole thing, because I'm sure he's been checking in like, yeah, we feel good about our team regardless of whether we get Donovan Mitchell or not. We'd feel even better about it if we got Donovan Mitchell, but we feel good about our team. I just, I would just be curious to know if, if they miss the playoffs or the play in for the second straight season, I'm not saying I don't think he would necessarily if I should have I was saying it kind of jokingly. I don't I don't I wouldn't bet on him getting fired but like is it off the table now? If they miss the plan for the second straight year
4: it would have yeah, to be this. Yes, it certain, is I, because I, They get they get the opportunity to pick a second head coach. Okay. That's As what I was going to say. Surprise. If, off the if,
3: table. if there's a head yeah.
4: rolling, it's not Leon's oh, well, first. T- <laughs> it will be Okay,
3: Thomas Tim's will not Litter's. be coaching that lottery. Right.
4: <laughs> I agree, but they get the opportunity unless there's gross <laughs> yeah. misconduct or whatever ridiculous off-the-court basketball reason oh, no. that might occur, which won't occur, or at least shouldn't, like, Leon Rose will have the opportunity to pick a second head coach if it comes to that. That's You're right. You're right.
2: You're, under You're the right. worst part, Jeremy. You say that jokingly, but because this is a Knicks podcast,
4: <laughs> it's not off the table for this I, franchise. <laughs> it's not like we haven't seen someone in a similar right. position. You know to, I, I think yeah.
3: I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll go against what I said and I'll back up Jeremy. I think he's right. It took Phil pulling out every manner of shenanigan to get fired after three years. And I think Leon has Dolan's trust more than Phil. And I don't think he's going to pull any shenanigans on top of the fact that he's done a much better job already than Phil ever did. So
4: Phil got two head coaches, technically three, but no, well,
3: uh, yeah. Fisher. 100%, Rambis,
4: agree.
3: 100%
2: agree. Jeremy said off the court misconduct. I was talking about Isaiah Thomas. Yes, I know. Um, <laughs>
0: oh.
2: Funny you bring up Tibbs though, because our first super chat. Oh boy, Harold Parmar. Thank you for the comment. Excuse me, Harmon Parmar. Thank you for the contribution in the super chat. Wonder how different the off this off season would have been if Tibbs had played the kids and let us improve
3: their values. You could answer, Jeremy. I mean, I mean, I don't think it would be that different. I don't think Obi Toppin quickly. Gr- I mean, Grimes played a ton. That's that's the thing. Is like. The guy that they wanted that in these talks the whole way, Quentin Grimes, he played as like there was, there's no world where he should have played more than he did. He just got injured. Um, And that's why he couldn't finish the season. I mean, he played a lot for a 25th pick. Uh, do I think that if Quickly and Obi had played more, that the Jazz would have been covering them so much more to the point that they would have been like, yeah, don't worry about those unprotected first round picks. We're, just give us, give us, uh, you know, future Amari Stoudemire, Obi Toppin, and we'll, we'll call it a day. No, I don't think that at all. I think these guys more or less are what they are within a range of like 10 to 15 percentile of, of uh, varying outcomes.
4: Mm. I think it was a self-serving prophecy. How do we know? We don't because they didn't play. We don't know. The Knicks had to shut down Campbell Walker and New Noel for the opportunity for other younger players to see time. Quentin Grimes didn't play significantly until COVID impacted the team. And then after that, yeah, there was the knee injury and that was certainly unfortunate. But Cam Reddish also didn't play until other pieces around him were solved, not through the trade deadline. Well, yes, Cam would the, have. The next the... sentence out of my mouth was going to be, and that is on the front office because they brought him in and did not solve any other pieces. This isn't me trying to assassinate the character of Tom Thibodeau. This is me saying that if the Knicks did found a way to create more playing time for someone like Obi Top, and especially when Julius Randle didn't have it, and John, Lord knows, he did not have it most nights, not then it either. would have been really great to at least see him. Blossom a little more, or Emmanuel quickly, who did not get the reins for I don't know why, because Alec Burks is suddenly the best point guard option the Knicks have. So it um, sucked. It more than sucked. It it has it drastically impacts how people perceive Uh, this team at this juncture, and it's next year. It's up to the team next year to change that. That's just that's the simple fact. Most of the players that Tibbs played heavy minutes are not even on this fucking franchise anymore. That should tell you everything you need to know about how it got to that point. And they did not net assets in return. The cost of doing business was getting Jalen Brunson. Great, that's fine. I don't really care about the second round picks. It doesn't matter. But the point is that if they were that valuable, they would have gone for more and they didn't. And the reason they didn't go for more was because they were put in positions that weren't the best for them to succeed (laughs) while the younger players sat on the bench or didn't get the minutes that they should have had to grow in the first place. And here we
3: are. And, and the question is, would it have made a material... I forget how we phrased it, but would it have made a material difference? My answer is still no.
4: I guess no. we'll never know.
2: I guess that, we'll never know. That's the answer. We don't know. Like you quoted Benji earlier. The night that they couldn't trade for Jaden Ivey, it was because Alan Hahn reported the Knicks draft assets. The Knicks assets currently on the roster. Nobody knows what their ceilings are. They yep. aren't valued as high. And Benji made the point. Well, the only way we find out how high their value is is to actually play them. I bet yeah. we're going to know a lot more about the value of these young kids uh, six months from now. But we Carol? hope so. I, with one of them, a guy needs to not be here anymore, so that way the arguably two of them, Fournier, Fournier, and Derrick Rose. So that way, I forget. Someone, I, I, I Ro- apologize. One, anyway? I apologize that I don't remember who it was, but somebody made the point on Twitter today as I was as I was scrolling before it blew up because of a Donovan Mitchell trade that if. You were to trade Derrick Rose, splitting the two guard minutes, the the 96 minutes available between the two guard positions, between the three of quickly, Donovan Mitchell and Jalen Brunson is an option. They're obviously not going to do that now, but... I think it was Stacey. So Stacey Stacey Patton. Patton, Or
4: Frank Bear, one of the two, I can't remember.
2: Regardless, whichever one made it actually was like, oh, that's actually not a bad idea. It's a very pro-quickly idea, but... You know I we'll just I, I agree with John
4: by the way. I don't see Rose going anywhere. I think he will oh. be here, and the opportunities will be there eventually for quickly when Rose is inevitably hurt because he misses at least 20 games every year for the last five, six years. Yeah. It's the nature of of the playstyle. And you live with it because he's a really good player when he's healthy. He's a great person to have in the locker room. He's beloved around the league. So it's it's fine. It's just you have to wait for those opportunities for. Rose to be hurt in order for quickly to be able to take on more responsibility.
3: I love that Tibbs is going to get the blame for not getting Donovan Mitchell. <laughs> yes. It's hysterical. 100%. <laughs> it's, um, that, that, is, that is about I I that's, can't write this shit. It's, uh, it's not.
4: The, the blame is that the Knicks were not willing to go for a third unprotected pick. That's yeah. that's the bottom line. And, and I don't even blame them for that. I I would praise no, them
3: I don't, for that. I don't blame them either. Right, the next question is going to be a good one um, from CM. I think it was, right? Yes, from CM. Uh, just relieved it's over. Is no, there a plan B to move on from Donovan Mitchell or were we pursuing because he was available? Um, I don't, my own opinion is I don't think it's, it's not, I don't think that the Knicks are going to call up Sam Presty right now and be like, take, take all the stuff that we were going to try to get Donovan Mitchell for. Um, I don't think there's anybody else on the move. For Shea Gildas Alexander, to be clear. Shea Gildas Alexander, yeah. sorry. Um, yeah, I think plan B is, Moving on from, uh, in no particular order, Julius Randle, Evan Fournier, and Cam Reddish. That's plan B.
4: Jeremy? I think it's something along those lines. Again, I went back to, I mentioned the Westbrook situation, where you could find a way to leverage one of LA's first-round picks by trading out salary that you have for players that they may want. And uh, you, you banish Russell Westbrook. You could... Some would say you buy him out or waive him. Uh, Knicks wouldn't buy him out. I wouldn't waive him either. I would give him the John Wall treatment, which is, yeah. listen, your salary is worth more as as matching than you are as a talent. And it, it's not that we don't want you to go anywhere. It's that we have you under contract. You're not going to help us on the court. We can find a team that desperately does want to be below the salary cap next year. If one exists, we'll see. Uh, we know the Knicks... Are probably going to be above the salary cap next year anyway. So, um, but it, it, a lot of the the dynamic changes now. So we'll see. But I, I I'm happy with it. I I think there is there has to be a plan B. As we mentioned, there is a, a roster uh, logjam of sorts. Got to solve it in some way. But yes, I'm with you, Randall, Fournier, and then I'd say Cam as well. But yeah, on a lesser extent.
2: But still from from Mifflins. Thank you for the contribution in the super chat Um, I trust the front office that they didn't give up more than they were comfortable but it still hurts sad face emoji
3: I think if you were to sum up the most consensus feelings amongst um, for me at least that one sentence does about as well as you could do I agree. Uh, Jay Bago, thank you for your contribution. As
2: long as we trade Randall, I'm happy with the offseason. There's going to be a lot of that
3: sentiment for the next couple of weeks. So, Donovan Mitchell, not getting Donovan Mitchell certainly stings. Um, I don't care who you are. I mean, it just it kind of stinks that they we don't get to watch Donovan Mitchell in Nick uniform, especially when... And that's the other part of this that is just like... It's not to the extent of the KD Kyrie summer, but it's it's different. And actually, I don't know, in ways, it might be worse. Uh, We all kind of figured it was going to happen. You think it's worse? No, I don't not. Let me refer. I'm not trying to make you be literal. I genuinely just for months. Everybody was like, we're getting KD and Kyrie. Oh, that's right. not that's not completely off. I got and it. now I so the build Yeah, yeah,
2: from the day of the Porzingis trade until June thirtieth. It was they're getting. I think. Katie I think Diary. for yeah.
3: mo- for most Nick fans, and certainly for me, the fear was not we might not get Donovan Mitchell. The fear was we might overpay for Donovan Mitchell. Agreed. And the whole way, I was comforted by the fact that hey, whatever happens, at least I get to watch Donovan <laughs> Mitchell in a Knick uniform next year. And now I do not get to do that, which is unfortunate. Anyway, I I sidetracked us there. What's the, What was the question? I don't even think we answered it. Oh, as long as we trade Randall, I'm happy with the offseason. Yeah. Um, that's how, I, I don't know how that popped into my head. Mellow uh, is still out there uh, for many fans who are disappointed that they didn't get Donovan Mitchell. I bet you bringing back Mellow for a retirement tour to a certain segment of the fan base and maybe multiple segments of the fan base will make them Quite happy, and it'll put a, you know, bit of lipstick on the thing, and they that can happen if they trade Randall. Okay, needed that caveat.
2: I'm the biggest Mellow fan that I, you guys know at least, and I don't want Carmelo Anthony on this team if it means minutes over Obi Toppin, Oh, which well, that, no, it wouldn't. You know, be. What would happen?
4: No. Yes. I, well, I mean, he wouldn't be starting wouldn't over happen. Obi. Would, I'm would, not, no,
2: no, no, no. You miss what I'm saying. No, I mean, I'm no. saying as is like yeah. the roster as is. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah, like, tomorrow, Carmelo Anthony is signing with the Knicks. Like, so he's now the backup power forward. Great. Yeah. OBDNPs. Can't wait for those post games.
3: Like just if we if we want to live in the in, in the happy place for right. a minute, envisioning a Knicks team next year um, with Jalen Brunson. Uh, I oh, wow. This is fun now. If they do the rush <laughs> trade, Jalen Brunson, uh, Quinn Grimes, RJ Barrett, Obi Toppin, uh, Mitchell Robinson starting backing up, backed up by Derek Rose, Emmanuel Quickly, um, Carmelo Anthony. Problem I, I bet you they go with a nightmare rotation if this happens, as I say it will. Uh, Carmelo Anthony and Isaiah Hardenstein. That could be a lot of fun, right?
4: Yeah, again, I. I'd still keep Cam in that situation. If there's a way for you to move Randall and Fournier out while keeping Cam, I think that's. it. I know you're laughing. I get. It. I, I we saw uh, the. Can the I say why the- I'm laughing? Because like I tweeted about Cam earlier today,
3: and a whole bunch of people were like, "Oh, now you're happy. You hate Cam." I don't hate
4: Cam. I no, just no, the, no, I wasn't even saying highly of him. But yeah. I get it. It's more just if there's a way to keep him on the roster because like yeah. the, the only reason I would move Cam Reddish in this situation is if the Lakers said, all right, if we're giving up two of our picks, then we will give you Cam Reddish. Otherwise, it's not worth it to me.
3: I wonder more if they will need to include Cam to get the... Uh, no. What, for the math to work? No, 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 no. The, I, know the, I, don't, I know they don't need it for the math for what, to work. Yeah. I say. If, I, I'm, I'm just curious about where the, the Lakers are at because we we know that they could... They could do the deal with Indiana, but that's two picks. So like Randall and Fournier for one pick, they probably do that, right? They might. I mean, I'm just kind of playing
4: with it now and I'll see what actually sticks because I hadn't necessarily considered this too much. But um, what about a three-team deal? Where Randall goes to sure. Charlotte, Charlotte Hayward Hayward, 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 Hayward goes. Nice, yeah. yeah. I mean, he could work off of LeBron, and you have Fournier going. You know, like again, the math will have to work out. I'll tinker with that as we get to the next question. Like, yeah, that's the type of setup.
2: That's the one that makes more sense to me because I don't think the Lakers want, regardless of what Randall's fit is on the court. I don't think it's everything that we've heard is reported. They don't want money past this year, like, I, money.
4: no, no, that's and different. Now. Wait, the Lakers. Yeah. Yeah. Like, different story now. I think that changes because basically they're looking at a team that has less than max cap space. Regardless. Yeah. They have 30 million dollars, so not
3: enough to make a max offer.
4: It's better for them to add more talent and then resign mm-hmm. those players or extend them. Like Patrick Beverly, they could do the same thing. The Timberwolves did, which was give him a one year extension. Yep. They could do that six months after the trade. And then they have salary filler. They can use when, you know, at, at, presumably in the summer, to flip him. Uh, and I just looked, by the way, for whatever it's worth, Russ to the Knicks, Hayward and Fournier to the Lakers, and uh, Randall to the Hornets. It works.
3: It works seamlessly. Send it, Send it into the league. And ben, I
4: say...
3: Then I said, thank you for the contribution. I wonder if getting Sexton for $72 million, a tradable contract, was a part of RJ, was a part of it. RJ was never signing that, so I'm happy it feels like Andrew's doing, acting in good faith, with us.
4: Um, It's a different situation because Sexton's a free agent now and RJ was looking for an extension. So for the math to work, Sexton had to have a certain dollar figure and that was accomplished with this trade. Also with base, year compensation
3: for what it's worth. I think they, the value of RJ went down to some degree of significance to Utah once he signed the extension. Whereas if you were just looking at it from a valuation point of view, you could argue that Utah should have been happy about it because maybe if RJ gets traded there, he would only demand the max, but then it gets us to what I had written about a couple of days ago, which is, or yesterday, I forget, which is that I think they intended on flipping RJ this season. And it becomes easier to do that. If you're flipping him on the last year, the rookie deal than with this new extension. Um, yeah. Okay.
2: From Jesse cook. What do we do with all those picks now? I love this question. Who's the next star to want out? John hinted at a couple guys the other night.
3: Um, I mean, so I, I, again, it's something I've been kind of playing around with. It's, you know, Jalen Brown's going to be a name that's out there. I don't think it makes a lot of sense to trade for Jalen Brown, given that he is absolutely going to test unrestricted free agency in two years. And if the Knicks really want Jalen Brown, they should um, make, themselves have the cap space it would take to get Jalen Brown. As far as the names that I would bet on, I think I wrote the other day that Ingram, SGA, and I would still put Cat in my top three. Um, because if the Gobert thing, if they, because now they're all in on, they don't have any other way to improve. And they're not trading Anthony Edwards and they're not trading Rudy Gobert. You, it, if like they try the Twin Towers thing, and it just doesn't work. And they're like, shoot, we need to figure out a pivot here quickly because we've traded away all of our draft picks. And they would probably, I mean, but that comes down to like, do the Knicks really want Cat? I would, I might put, shit, man, I might put Cat number one on my like list of most likely stars to be at least hitting the market. I know SGA is like such an obvious name because they're tanking and this and that, but like, I don't know if Sam Presti wants a bunch more, you know, picks and, he has a, he, he had to cut a good player this summer as it was. Who, who did he cut? Was it Isaiah Roby or am I thinking of somebody else? Uh, yeah, I mean, yes, they had a roster issue and he had to yeah cut not I, that it was But it's only gonna get worse moving forward, the roster right. issue that they have.
4: They have to consolidate. And they're not gonna want to keep losing forever. I mean, this season they probably see the Chet Holmgren injury not as a blessing in disguise, so to speak, but they wanted one more year of we're not gonna be a good team. So we'd love to develop Chet. But we also know that in the grand scheme of things, this does benefit us. And I was actually asked this, you know, like, why is it that the Knicks aren't going after SGA with this offer they had for Donovan Mitchell? Well, think about that. It was three unprotected first just to get Donovan Mitchell. SGA, you have five years of his contract versus three years of team control. It's just, it's really hard to trade for that. We've never seen anything like that. The closest we came was Ben Simmons and it was for James Harden. So that I get... The Wolves, I think they're going to stick through with having their, their, you know, uh, Rudy Gobert and having um, Carl Anthony Towns. I, I I see what you're saying hundred percent, but they're so locked into this group that I think they're going to keep trying it for three more years, four I more just, years at, at that point. Yeah. I think anything goes once the Bears if- kind of reached the twilight or at least the end of his contract, thousand percent agree with you, but we've got enough time in between now and then where I don't, See the wolves, especially, and this is another big thing. As new ownership takes over, they're going to want a winner. They're they're not going to want to trade a piece. And it, it it's with Jalen Brown too, with as well as with Carl Anthony Towns, there'd have to be a three team deal because the Celtics, for example, if they're trading Jalen Brown, it's for a player who's better than oh than who he is. And then I'm, the Knicks would have to send out the picks and. It it would so have to be three teams.
3: I'm going to push back a little bit only because I think there's logic to if they try it this season and it really does not work in a way that they're like think is is potentially it could improve to a championship level. I would think that they would want to get out of town sooner rather than later while Gobert is still an elite presence and really try to capitalize on whatever prime he has left. That's the only reason I would suggest that maybe. Yeah. Maybe they get they potentially do another shakeup um, sooner rather than later. And then, uh, what was the other thing I was going to say? Oh, uh, just keep an eye on Brandon Ingram.
4: Yeah, that I think is that's fair. Ingram, I agree with you on Ingram, especially as the years go, but you never know. Like, he is, if you're the Pelicans, I think I said this before, like, he is the perfect age that you would want in order to keep Zion Williamson on books like you're looking you, unless you can get a player who's drastically better who's under contract for perceivably longer or presumably longer than than he is which is 3 good, years good,
3: and a good friend of uh Mr. Yeah, I
4: I get it. I I see what you're saying I get it. You
3: you know it's going to it's going to be it's it's going to come up at some point.
4: John, if there was something that were crazy, I would tell it to your face. This is not nuts. I, I don't want to push r j out the door. But not I, kind I of you, but the logic <laughs> the, the logic of it it does track i i I will agree with you one hundred percent on that. We've got a few steps to get there until we do, but a few I, I do hear you. Yes, yeah.
2: Benji just texted me the next star to want out is still Donovan Mitchell.
3: <laughs> man. I mean, but just before very, very briefly, like the East is still loaded. And I don't really have the bandwidth to do this right now, but like Patreon, fucking, yes, Patreon, All we'll, we'll do. But just off, uh, very, very briefly, like Milwaukee, still better. Boston, still better. Philly, I gotta think, still better. Miami, uh, probably. Eh, still yeah, they're better. better. They're better. Okay. Called, yeah, I think they're better too. And then the the uh, the team that plays about a fifteen minute walk from where I currently am, uh, they're the ultimate wild card. And then Toronto. Like, how big of a failure would it be if Cleveland is in the play-in this year? I, I'm not predicting that. I just want to be very clear. I'm not not predicting that. But that would rough. That would that would cause some news.